0: Hello. Well, hello. Welcome back to It Is Not An Allegory with uh, Pam and Erin. Uh, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently today as we are doing our first long distance podcast <laughs> with Erin calling in from Facebook Messenger and me recording on this side of Facebook Messenger so please put up with any audio. weird technical difficulties this is our second time doing this as my laptop died at about 35 minutes into our podcast yesterday so that was kind of brutal, brutal. <laughs> All audio, right. audio
1: I'm so sorry because it's gonna hurt you as much as it hurts me so please just bear with us it's we're for we're for quality wait no. Hold on. Quality content, not necessarily quality production.
0: <laughs> exactly. Psh, we're just two quali- college kids. We can't afford quality production. Psh. Anyway, how are you? Well, you're back at home in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. I'm doing well. Drinking unholy amount of coffee. I'm reading a lot. I'm watching s- stupid amount of movies with my sister, but it's great. I love it. It's good to be home. Uh, it took me a few days to figure out how to like actually rest again because the first couple of days I was like, "How? Do- I feel like I should be doing something, and I'm not doing anything. Ha! Ah, what What do I do with this?" <laughs> so after a few days though, I realized it's like, "Oh, I can, I can relax. It's fine. I, I don't have anywhere to be, or anything to do. It's nice. It's very nice.
0: Mm-hmm. How are you, Pam?" I'm pretty good. I um, had no problem resting the first few days. My dad and I agreed that I probably didn't leave the couch um, for the first first two days being back. Um, and then two nights ago I, sleep- I slept for 12 hours straight. It just kind of finally hit me how tired I was and I just slept and I didn't move and it was great. Uh, other than that, yeah, same pretty much. Unholy amounts of coffee being consumed. Because it is not monitored by my wallet, um, and <laughs> I don't know. A, the fun thing about being home is that we're there's five coffee drinkers in this house, and my dad roasts coffee, so there's always coffee in the house. And the thing is, my dad will make a pot and pour himself a cup, and then we'll all take a cup, and then my dad will come back a few minutes later for a refill, and the pot's empty, so he makes another pot. <laughs> And then the same thing happens over and over and over again, (laughs) just because our family just goes through so much coffee, and it's a great time. So, yeah, that's pretty much been it. I've been doing lots of art, lots of reading, lots of getting destroyed in card games and board games. I am really bad at both of those, and it's starting to show um, aggressively. (laughs) But it's okay, because I won Carcassonne last night, once, out of three times. Oh, wow. But it's
1: fine. That's good. Right. Card games are fun. I haven't played much with my sister, but we'll get there. It's
0: Absolutely. Not, it's it's not Christmas. Too late. <laughs> you got to. So, Erin, what are you drinking this morning?
1: Well, this afternoon. Afternoon. <laughs> I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm an hour ahead. It's It's confusing. Uh, I'm drinking probably what's now my new favorite drink because it's delicious. I made myself uh, espresso with a Tanzanian dark roast from mm. Level Ground, which that sounds really fancy, but that's just like probably the best stuff you can get at Costco. So, you know, really living it up here at home. Yeah. But it's free and it's delicious. So it's, it's a really good coffee company that I, I support. They're really great. So I made espresso with that. And then I instead of just milk for my latte, I did half milk and half eggnog. And mm-hmm. it is... Absolutely delicious. So Perfect. This is going it's going down very quickly. It's in my mug. That way like it's one of the mugs that changes colors when you put hot liquid into it. And it's a when it when it heats up it says, I'd rather be in Narnia, which was probably well I don't know, it's a brilliant, brilliant gift from my friend's mom, who obviously knows me very well.
0: (laughs) True. True. Mm. What are you drinking, Pam? I am drinking, um, so I asked my dad when I'm drinking and he honestly couldn't tell me where he got the beans, um, but it's my dad's roast, it's a believe a medium dark roast, that's kind of what my dad normally roasts, um, mm-hmm. and he made, well, we both tag teamed making a lovely latte, it was perfect, the crema was a beautiful colour, I had to take a picture of it because it was so pleasing to me, um, yeah, it's a pretty good coffee. It's my dad's, so I have a bit of a bias, I guess. And it's equally going down fast. Oh, man, it's so smooth. I love when my dad makes lattes because he kind of uses the flat white technique when he steams the milk. And so mm-hmm. it's just so creamy and so smooth every time. Oh, I'm in my happy place. Flat, flat whites are good. Mm-hmm. I love flat whites. So, Aaron. We have agreed that this is going to be a Christmas themed episode, much to my. hmm, What's a good word here? I gotta show my pretentious side. Dismay, (laughs) disgust, disdain. It's a holiday themed episode, a Christmas themed episode. So, in light of this fact, what is your favorite holiday drink?
1: Honestly, I'm tempted to say what I just finished. Eggnog latte, but I I would say, okay, picture this here. Espresso shot with chai tea and eggnog with, like, half eggnog, half milk. It's full eggnog. It's a little too rich for me. And then cinnamon sprinkled on top. Hmm. So that was, dirty that chai
0: eggnog latte. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I can vibe with that, you know? I can, I can mm-hmm. get behind that. Absolutely. What about yours, Pam? Favorite holiday drink? I'm probably going to go with a similar, like an eggnog latte or like a chai tea eggnog latte. Um, I hate peppermint lattes so much, so definitely not the peppermint mocha, peppermint latte. That's disgusting. Um. And as soon as it comes out of Starbucks, and I know I'm going to get roasted for this a little bit after, but, uh. I do love the Caramel Brulee Latte. I love salted caramel, Uh, and I love whipped cream, and I love espresso shots, and lattes. And so it's got chunks of salted caramel that's been, like, crumbled up on top, and it's so good. So I definitely drink an unholy amount of those, much to my wallet's um, disagreement and protesting. Caramel Brulee Latte.
1: uh, Classic Pound basic white girl drink you know what
0: starbucks (laughs) come on it's so good it's basically a caramel (laughs) macchiato it's just got that cool name i don't know it does have like a little bit of that brulee flavor to it so good
1: out of principle i just never go to starbucks
0: you know what you can... can
1: make better stuff at home for cheaper or i could support better local places and just feel better about myself. So, to, on those two principles, I just don't go to Starbucks. Ugh. Sorry, Pam. I'm sorry. It's I It's right.
0: you. It was my main option when I was in Swift Current. So, <laughs> normally I go to Second Cup. But, <laughs> um, yeah. Holidays. You're just so excited to talk about Christmas stuff. It's kind of funny.
1: I really am, and it's so funny how much you you don't like it. So we said on last episode that it would be why Pam hates it and Aaron loves it, and you're gonna figure out real quick just the two different types of people that we are, and it's really funny. So Pam, what's your favorite Christmas story?
0: Hmm. Um. <laughs> well, true to nature, I do have to say, I was thinking about it. The Grinch is probably, man. <laughs> love The Grinch. I watch it every year. Oh, I watch every version of The Grinch every year. I love the Jim Carrey version. I can quote of chunks of it. It makes me laugh. He is my, just my favorite character. <laughs> I relate to The Grinch. He's so funny. I just, I I love The Grinch so much. What about you, Erin? Um...
1: Oh, favorite Christmas story. It'd probably be *Christmas Carol*.
0: Classic. Um,
1: mostly just out of my love for Charles Dickens. Absolutely love Charles Dickens.
0: I feel like it's I didn't need to brilliant. ask. We we probably both knew.
1: Didn't. Yeah, we both knew I loved Dickens. Like that's just. <laughs> it's just such a brilliant story, and it plays through so many different themes, mm-hmm. and like, like, redemptive character. Like, it's just so good. The character arc. For for Ebenezer Scrooge, and, like, the whole storyline is just, it's just so good, and the book is amazing, so highly recommend reading some Charles Dickens this year. His Christmas stories are brilliant. Yeah, yeah
0: I'm gonna go with that. All right, my next question, and Erin, I'm going to phrase this in a very specific way, because I know how you're going to answer, and I know I'm going to disagree with you. And I know you're going to hate my answer for it. Erin, <laughs> what Christmas character do you feel like you relate to the most? Okay. Much to Pam's disappointment,
1: I'm not going to say what she wants me to say. But, okay, this is amu- it's still amusing. Uh character that I relate to the most is probably Tiny Tim. Mm. Because I love Christmas Carol, but also... Some of you may know, some of you may not know, that last year I broke my foot and so I was on crutches for two months and in a walking boot for two months. So Tiny Tim, he was on crutches. So I I, I feel... You relate just out of small character. Just that. And also, like, he loves Christmas and he's adorable. And he's just like, yes, like, I just want everyone to feel the joy that I feel. And I relate to that. That is also my goal in life, not just at Christmas time but especially at Christmas time. So, Mm. and who do you think I should relate to, Pam, you
0: jerk? Erin, and I say this in the most loving way possible. you you don't. I do, because I love you so much. But I have to say, you relate to probably one of our least favorite characters in all of Christmas... Christmas no, story. No, I mean, no not, you can't I'm say not. that. All of Christmas story <laughs> lore, which is, in fact, Buddy the Elf played by Will uh, Farrell. Uh, <laughs> and I know you hate Buddy the Elf. I personally uh, don't even love Buddy the Elf, though his love of maple syrup does speak to me on a, an emotional level. Okay. But. I do love maple syrup. Yeah, maple syrup's but great. really? Okay. But your annoying <laughs> love of Christmas. Oh. And ah. it's just so over the top. Everything, as soon as if there is snow on the ground, has to be related to Christmas. The decorations, the fact that you listen to Christmas music all year round. Even the kind of not. annoying stuff. Oh, you kind of do. Now, it might be just to get me to leave your room, but you do yeah. play Christmas music <laughs> all the time. You put your music on shuffle and there is Christmas music that isn't skipped. Like... My dude. Some of it's really good.
1: <laughs> Some of it's really good. Okay, but at least I'm tasteful. Like, at least it's, like, cute decorations and not, like, red and green, flashing lights everywhere. I, like I mean, you white, did have pine lights.
0: pine boughs all over your room. Okay, yeah, that's tasteful. It's called art, okay? <laughs>
1: Look it up. <laughs> it's called art. Look it up. <laughs> Uh, Okay, anyways, let's move on from there, because we're just
0: going to a step in a (laughs) rut. So, Pam, this is fitting, coming out of that. Why are you such a Grinch? Why am I such a Grinch? (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's a fair question. I mean, first off, his hatred of the singing, you know, that speaks to me. Mariah Carey, Michael Buble, Boney M, those are all cancerous and need to go away. I, uh, if I hear one more, all I want for Christmas is you, I might light something on fire. It might just be my candle, but that candle's going to be fueled by rage, mostly. Like, there are, (laughs) there are some good Christmas songs. I know it's poetry. That's what I do for, like, my free time. There are, like, some good Christmas. I do love Christmas hymns. I love Frank Sinatra. I love... Shane and Shane, but like all I want for Christmas is you, or Frost, Frosty the Snowman, Jingle Bells, um, just the dumb Christmas songs kind of get to me. The only exception would probably be Winter Wonderland, done by Frank Sinatra, or Let It Snow, done by like Frank Sinatra. There's a couple other Frank Sinatra versions that I do like, but I feel like really the theme there is I like Frank Sinatra, and not that I like Christmas music. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably like the big thing. I hate Christmas music. It's and like Christmas music, I feel or Christmas in general. I like. I will say disclaimer. I love the Christmas story. I love the true meaning behind christmas you love the gospel so. because i love the gospel but literally everything else outside of the gospel just drives me crazy i hate turkey i hate turkey dinner it's disgusting it's overhyped people who think that turkey is a great fancy meal need a reality check because it's dry it tastes weird it's overpriced chicken and it's not even good chicken it's just probably just the nastiest thing so that's my hot take um and i text me afterwards we can fight on this i don't mind um and then oh. just like the <laughs> materialism that comes with it you know like the amount of just needing to buy, the pressure to buy the perfect gift, trying to figure out what that perfect gift is. You don't spend as much money as one person did on a gift, and then there's this kind of secret, like, ooh, I didn't spend that much money, am I, like, not a good enough friend? Like, it's just so dumb, it completely misses the point. Um, and then just, like, I don't know, I'm a bit of a mental health nerd, a couple people know that about me, so, like, just the amount of negative stuff, guarding Christmas and mental health as there's like a lot of depression and anxiety, um, people are at home and that can be great. It can be really not great, um, depending on the scenario. And so just the pressure to have the perfect family, the perfect dinner, the f- perfect meal, it's not realistic. And everywhere we look, we see all this pressure for perfection and for just, a uh, super official idea of what, um, happiness is, and that really bothers me. Um, and then another thing is probably just, like, that I'm, I'm not a socialist. I am pro- I'm (laughs) not a socialist. I'm pretty capitalist. However. (laughs) Down
1: with the capitalists.
0: (laughs) At the same time. I don't like Amazon, I don't like Walmart, I don't like Big Box, I don't like that I, especially this year, I've depended so much on them, it's super hypocritical because I've used Amazon a lot to get, mostly to get my goldfish for school because I couldn't leave the campus and I really wanted goldfish. (laughs) Um, It's also some, like just a necessary evil that we have right now, but I don't like supporting them. And especially in COVID season, a lot of small businesses have shut down and I am now dependent on things like Amazon and Walmart and oh, conglomeration, Conglomeration. evil corporations, funding people who don't need money in a time when there are so many people struggling. Hello. It bothers me a lot. <laughs> and Definitely not I'm a at. socialist. No, definitely not. Definitely not. (laughs)
1: All right, Pam. Yeah. Those are things you hate about Christmas. So kind of two questions in one. What are the things that are redeemable about Christmas that you find? And like if you could make Christmas in your image, Mm. essentially Pam's ideal Christmas, even if you could, like going back in history and imagining like if you were there to kind of guide the Christmas traditions into the trajectory that you wanted them to be in, what would Christmas look like? Mm.
0: Um. Well, first off, the redeemable aspect to me um, is the gospel. The okay. story of the gospel is so amazing. It's... And the, even just the breaking down the Christmas story to what is happening. Like, God sent his son in the form of a fragile child to grow up, to struggle, to be tempted in every way to establish the kingdom of God on earth and then to die for our sin. Like that truth cannot be overstated. It's such a beautiful story and that's something that I value about my family is we do spend a lot of time reflecting on on that, talking about that, um, discussing how that affects us, how it affects our ministry, how it affects our lives. That's a big thing for me. But yeah, and I think the biggest thing, like, I haven't been a Christian for too long, and so Christmas didn't really have much appeal to me until a couple years ago, because I didn't see the point of the gospel, so now, like, I would say my heart has, maybe not two sizes bigger, but, you know, maybe one size bigger. My heart has grown a little (laughs) bit. I'm not the completely awful Grinch. Um... And then another thing for me that's really redeemable is how much I spend time with my family, especially this year. I've been able to get to know my family so much um, and just enjoy their company. How my family does gifts is we just draw names for one person and buy their gift, um, which is pretty cool because Mm -hmm. it means that I get to know. I have to really think about what I know about that person and get something that's very meaningful and practical to them. Um, And then the rest of our gifts are like movie tickets, or games, or movies, or puzzles, things that we can do together and spend time with one another, and I really value that. (laughs) Um, in terms of what is ideal, first off, get rid of the idea that we need to eat turkey. That needs to die. Like, literally, my family eats (laughs) pizza, or poutine, or fondue, or literally anything but turkey. And that's the best. (laughs) Like... We've overdone turkey, and people seem to think that we love turkey, so we get invited for turkey dinner all the time, and it's the worst. So this year we're having poutine, and blessings on that. Second, I feel like if I could go back in time, I would fight whoever said that we need to celebrate Christmas at December 25th and fight them, because winter is disgusting, and I would much rather celebrate (laughs) it in like mid-June? July? We could even go to March or we could go to like the nice fall months, you know, September, October, beautiful months. Why are we celebrating it in the dead of cold? Like, I don't want to do anything. I want to stay in my house. So, you're one of
1: those people who will like remind everyone, you know, Jesus probably wasn't poor. Oh, 100% on the I'm 20th. that person.
0: <laughs> I absolutely those am. Those people that person. are the worst. so... <laughs> you know what? I have no problem being that person. Um, And then another thing is I probably. And I think I do this anyway. I remind people that Saint Nick was in fact not a fat old man who went down the chimney and gave people presents, but a spiteful man who got so sick with heresy that he punched Arius in the face because he was done with that absolute load of garbage that is Arianism. This is folklore and myth. It's not actually, we don't know if it's true, but that's the kind of Saint Nick that I like to focus on. And yeah. Uh uh, Historical St. Nick. Yeah, exactly. Let's focus on that. And then probably the last thing is, like, focus more on what we can do for people, not necessarily just in gifts, but in, like, acts of service, doing things for each other, genuinely serving one another. Like, gifts are cool. I love a good sentimental gift. Um, but I wish that we kind of expanded our idea of what gifts are. Like, my favorite Christmas gift I ever received was somebody bringing over a couple pizzas, and all six Star Wars movies and that's what we did for a day and that was the coolest thing because I got to spend time with someone, I got to eat pizza which is my favorite food and watch Star Wars which I love and I just like wish that we kind of expanded our d- idea of what gifts are. It's not just a bunch of candles or books although I do love getting candles and I do love getting books but like let's expand you know let's do things for each other that are actually going to impact each other instead of Yeah, I know you like coconut, so I got you another coconut candle. Which I never oppose. Ever. I love coconut, but, you
1: know? We'll put our mailing address up on our social media, so if you want to send (laughs) Pam a coconut candle,
0: (laughs) you can do that. (laughs) Always. I always accept coconut. Anything. Anyway. Erin. I will ask, in similar spirit, why do you love Christmas so much? Like, why? (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs)
1: All right, I will concede that I don't think I disagreed with you on anything you said. I mean, I'm definitely not even close to a socialist. No one would ever, ever think that from me. So <laughs> there's a little difference there. But <laughs> I don't think that materialism is good and just storing up our treasures on Earth, right? Like, that's that's ridiculous. And we get definitely uh, Christmas gets convoluted and people feel the need to get a bunch of useless things. And I'm a little too practical for that. So I, also, I agree with you on that. We do miss the point. We forget the gospel of, like, why Jesus came and, like, f- celebrating that. Like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And we should sing hallelujah, right? Like, glory to God in the highest. That's amazing. The the nativity of, of Jesus coming to earth is just incredible. Uh, and also, I will agree uh, in one respect, Hallmark movies are terrible. True. And they are a blight on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so, with that in mind, the reasons I love Christmas – are kind of funny because they're the same reasons that you also kind of like christmas but also hate it i love my family um i think one big factor here is like pam you're the oldest of four kids and none of them are out of the house and so when christmas rolls around it's like ugh, now i'm just stuck in the house with the same people that i've been stuck with for so long my case obviously not during your covid year but i'm the youngest of four and my siblings are grown and out of the house and so When Christmas rolls around is when I actually get to see my siblings, their significant others, and my family all under one roof, which is a novelty that happens only a couple times a year. Mm -hmm. So that's something I look forward to at Christmas. Um, Fun. Fun is a good time. We go sledding. I love winter, honestly. That's a big factor here. I adore winter. Snow is just my favourite. I love being in Saskatchewan where I get so... Much snow, and I can have bragging rights about it being minus forty with the wind chill. That's a great time. I love winter so much. It's just, it's beautiful. It's so aesthetically pleasing. I, it, it's inspiring to me as an artist, and that's when I love to go for a run. I'll put on my mucklucks and go for a run in the snow in the woods behind my house. That's the best. That's, That's really wild so, and
0: foreign to me. At just that concept, <laughs> you're a city kid. You, you wouldn't understand.
1: Ooh. <laughs> but, oof, sorry. No, no, nothing against city kids. You're, you're great. Anyways, and food. Food. I love turkey. So you're wrong. We'll disagree but... to disagree. <laughs> My mom's actually cooking a turkey right now, and I just think it's really funny. But yeah, food is good. Uh, I will defend myself on music I don't like Mariah Carey I don't listen to Mariah Carey or Michael Buble or Boney M like those things are not played on my phone or in my house or in any vicinity that I dwell in I play good music just so you know mostly it's the Reliant K Christmas album so if you think that's terrible then you have to reevaluate your life a little bit that album is amazing you hear that everyone Reliant K Christmas album is flipping brilliant please go take a listen it's so good. Anyways, what else
0: is there?
1: Um, uh, like with the Christmas story, I think some of my favorite parts of the Christmas, or I guess of the Gospels, like the accounts of Jesus's birth are amazing. I love the story of Elizabeth and Zechariah. I love how much it reminds me of Abraham and Sarah and like connecting those mm-hmm. two stories and seeing just that, that thread throughout scripture of like the coming Messiah. When we could say, Emmanuel, God is with us. Like that is so beautiful and I love singing Emmanuel is so good. And then it's snowing and there's lights. Like okay, here's here's a little hot take, not hot take, I guess. Don't turn off your Christmas lights as soon as Christmas is done, because then winter is just sad and cold and boring. But if you leave your Christmas lights on, you have Christmas lights shining on snow and it's beautiful why would you turn them off after Christmas so I am team put up your white twinkly lights and leave them on all year round so that's that's uh, my opinion take it or leave it uh, I can't really think of what else like I don't know that's just it makes me so happy oh giving gifts that's the other thing i was going to uh, touch on you mentioned how much it stresses you out to give gifts well, like I'm someone who I usually make gifts anyways because I'm broke and I'm an artist and so as a broke artist I can't buy you anything you need but i could make you something that yeah it, it just it was my time and it was mm-hmm. in, in using my time i'm saying i care about you enough to put in the time and effort to make you something that i hope is useful to you yeah. i try not to give useless gifts i really hate that i like when people can do something with it right it's like oh you've been needing this for a while mm-hmm. well christmas is a good excuse i guess to or a good motivation to give you that that gift that you've been needing and so mm-hmm. yeah impractical gifts are not for but I love giving practical gifts and having a means to do it is really great but I don't know I love giving gifts all year round so there's it's that <laughs> so I'm like hey I was thinking about you and I care about you here is something from my heart <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> how I show affection apparently it's true you are definitely a gift person which is kind of wild mm-hmm. I'm definitely not like I don't know, I like getting gifts, I guess. Everybody likes it. And I like giving gifts in some ways. Like, I love painting people something and just playing, like, here, this is something I did. I hope you like it. But it's not something that I'm just like, this is how I show love very often. Mm. So that's a key difference between us, I think. Big time. Um, So is there anything that you think is missing from Christmas? Hmm.
1: Well, twinkly lights, more twinkly lights, not bright flashing colors, but like just white lights on snow mm-hmm. is magical. Absolutely magical. Um, oh, if I were to make a new Christmas tradition, in, along with reading the nativity story, everyone should read The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. <laughs> That's a Christmas book because Father Christmas is in it.
0: Right. And it
1: is such a good book. And it's one of my favorites. I just drank from my mug that says I'd rather be in Narnia that statement will be true for the rest of my life. Um, some more lampposts would be great. Um, more gifts as swords and, like, tools, not toys, to quote Father Christmas in Lion, the in the Wardrobe. Definitely that. Uh, I, I would also agree, more and better Christmas music. You don't like Christmas music, but if... I, I don't know, maybe this is something I have to take upon myself as a musician to yeah. write. Write me a good music. Christmas song. Because we have, like, those 20 hymns or whatever that Mm -hmm. are the classics and they're very good hymns they're theologically rich they are brilliant tellers of the gospel through the Mm -hmm. christmas story We need more songs like that so i might i might start writing music again we'll see um more shenanigans would be great i don't know there's some cultures that prank each other around christmas and i would love pranks not pranks that like have consequences like property damage or hurt feelings, but, like, just confusing people. Like, that's the best way to prank someone. I think that should be a Christmas tradition. That's missing from Christmas, is more playful shenanigan.
0: Snowball fights. Shenaniganism.
1: Absolutely. More snowball fights. I love snowball fights. That's why most of my closest friends are under the age of five years old, because they get it.
0: True. I think this year so was the it. first snowball fight I've had since I was a kid back at school, and it's only
1: because I literally dragged
0: you into it. Yeah, you did. That <laughs> the guys you cornered can't me can't and then me up
1: into the snow. <laughs> oh, that was a good time. Uh, uh, and missing from Christmas, I guess the hope—the hope, the hope that's around Christmas. I know people talk about hope. It's in the Advent candle season. Like if you if you do the Advent candles in your mm-hmm. church. We do but but like we actually reflect on hope like how much hope does talking about hope give us you know like Mm -hmm. we don't really talk about the blessed assurance there is in the gospel of how it's like we know that the promises of god will come true that his words will stand and on that's a good thing to reflect on in christmas like this was the fulfillment of a lot of prophecies like Mm -hmm. jesus fulfilled so many prophecies in his lifetime he has yet to fulfill even more but like statistically impossible for him to have fulfilled as many as he did. Yeah. Especially, like just in his birth, like that is brilliant. And you were talking about the reflection, um, like what we reflect on at Christmas, the mental health thing. And like, I sympathize with that. It, it is horrible. And I, I want to do something for those people who are hurt and lonely at Christmas. But I wish that there was more emphasis on reflecting, not just on like, how sad was I this year or how hopeless am I for the next year? But the, the wonderful, wonderful good news there is in Jesus Christ of like, mm-hmm. no, I know that I am in the Lord's hands and that he is sovereign and everything that happens, he's already thought of, like it's not, n- nothing surprises him, like this year, 2020, I mean, we're going to talk about mm-hmm. this, it's so bizarre, like yes. the insanity, everything's just ridiculous and, and we're mm-hmm. all frustrated. Why would we reflect on that when we know that god is sovereign like why would we dwell on it and and stress ourselves out over it it's not worth stressing over when we have such a good god in whose hands we rest yeah uh, i was reading this morning in hosea chapter 2 am doing a study in hosea and in 23 verses the words i will from like god speaking god saying therefore i will was said 23 times so it's not even every verse sometimes it's like a verse where three times he says i will i will i will so many times yeah. 23 times that's a lot when when there's that much repetition in scripture you have to stop and be like okay why why mm-hmm. is this being repeated so much like that's important it's significant mm-hmm. as when it's my will versus god's will like what do i wish would happen what do i will to happen uh those things always fail and yeah. they never work and we dwell on those so much at christmas it's like oh i was gonna try and lose 20 pounds this year and I didn't Mm -hmm. whatever like I don't know whatever your your goals were last New Year's resolution that you forgot about well yeah that's your will but -hmm. what was God's will what was his will for this year and what did he accomplish in my life where did I grow like what hope and where will I see him grow me more in the future Mm -hmm. that is a beautiful thing to reflect on and it will always give us hope to dwell on the Lord's goodness and graciousness towards us
0: yeah I think that's like that's such a key long. thing to remember this year. Like, I don't know, I'm already on social media, I'm already seeing like things I'm leaving behind in 2020 and what like waiting for 2020 to be over and just so much discouragement and frustration mm-hmm. with the world around us. And I think now more than ever, like I'm so great this I'm so grateful for the Christmas season in a way, even though, you know, the Christmas music bothers me and all that. Like I'm <laughs> just so grateful for this reminder that salvation is a gift that we are given because of Christmas season. Hope came to earth and it sounds so cliche in a way, like growing up in a Christian home. Like, yeah, we hear that every Advent, right? But like at the same time, like it's been such a seemingly hopeless year and being reminded of the prophecy fulfilled in scripture and being reminded of God's provision of salvation, even in times like throughout history like, obviously, salvation, but God's always been with his people. Like, we mm. ch- studied her- church history this past semester. And, like, understanding, even in this dark time, like, God is not absent. Mm. In, mm. I even think of, like, the time before the first Christmas with the period of silence that was happening between God and Israel. And that's, that silenced throughout was characterized, there was hope, because something, God was going to provide a Messiah. And um, I just, I'm, I'm reflecting on that a lot right now, just as we're in the series, a series of just unfortunate events, looking at, like, the news <laughs> is a disaster, it's an abysmal Wasteland of awfulness and discouragement and frustration and anger and wrath and hatred. And throughout all of this, we have an assurance of salvation. We have confidence in Christ. We have hope. We have faith in a God who provides a savior. Yeah. And... Think what you will about Christmas, whether you're the sparkly eyed, happy, bubbly buddy the elf.
1: Yeah, hey. I threw that in there.
0: Or the Grinch with a heart, two sizes too small. Oh, like, but you
1: saw it here first, ladies and gents. The the heart may have grown another size with those statements. Just,
0: that's, that's what it sounded like to me at least. <laughs> just one. Just one. It's, it's still a little small. It's it's kinda of cold still. Bit. Yeah, just a little bit, you know? Maybe, maybe if we change Christmas to winter, I'll warm, or from winter to summer, I'll warm up a little bit, but, you know. Just a little bit. It's just, Mm -hmm, regardless of where we stand on that, as Christians, we need to focus and remember that hope that mm -hmm. we have, and have confidence in it. So, yeah.
1: All year round, though. All year year round. round, Yeah, it's not a special
0: thing. That should be something that is characterizing believers, but especially in this, like, this is, time, taking
1: time to reflect—that is so important. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know, even just writing down everything you're thankful for from this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would encourage us all to do that. Of just take a mm-hmm. moment to, to pause and just think, okay, have I grown in my love for the Lord? Yeah. Like have have I grown there? Like, what has he what has he done for mm-hmm. me that that even just makes me smile? Like that's such a I love, I love that kind of attitude going into being thankful. Cause it's like, the Lord is our, our dear friend. Like he's so holy and so sovereign mm-hmm. and so far above us, but yet he is so close and so intimate and he cares and loves for us so much. You mentioned like faith and hope. And all I thought is like, well, and these three remain faith, faith, hope, and, and, love, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So like, where have you grown in your love for the Lord? Yeah. And just take a second to think about that. Like, mm-hmm. where has he brought you from? Yeah. And in looking at that, he might show you where you're going, because that's always the question we ask. It's like, Lord, okay, what am I going to do next? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want me to do next? Where am I going? Uh future is always so uncertain. But, like, look at where the Lord has brought you from. Anyway, then he'll probably show you where you're going, mm-hmm. you know? Usually how that works. Yeah. In my experience, at least. I don't know. You could, you could disagree with me Sweet. if you want.
0: Well, with that, huh. we come <laughs> to the end of our... Christmas episode. That's so wild. Like, we didn't even know we were going to be doing a podcast last year. This is, like, just a random thing that we came up with at, what, like, 1 (laughs) a.m.? When we should have been sleeping. But Stupid time like that. (laughs) It's so good. But, yeah. (laughs) Merry Christmas uh, and a Happy New Year. This will probably, I don't think we're going to do another one of these probably till we get back to school. We both have to. Probably not, yeah, yeah do some reading for class and do spend time with our families. It is the Christmas season and we do love our families and want to be with them. So Merry Christmas Mm -hmm. from me in Alberta. Thank you for tuning in. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And from me in Saskatchewan. (laughs) Wow. So with that, be blessed in the most chaotic way possible and have a very, very blessed Christmas season. Bye.